an all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Our next guest is a good friend of the show, back for the second time. Really excited to be talking to Rick Allen from Def Leppard. Of course, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, currently on tour. The final tour dates of the stadium tour alongside Motley Crue. They're down south in, uh, well, down south. I mean, more like down under at this point. It's kind of far. Uh, All right, mate. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about this incredible auction that he's got going on with the Raven Drum Foundation, benefiting our veterans and first responders. And, of course, Veterans Day this Saturday. Uh, thank you to everybody for their service. Welcome to the show. And welcome back. Hey. Right down from Def Leppard. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Nice introduction. Well, listen, uh, you're one of our favorite drummers of all time on the show and uh, nothing but respect for you. So anytime Rick Allen calls, we're like, we got to be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's important. You know, we've got this uh, this ongoing auction and um, yeah, this will be our third year. So we're uh, we're really excited, and uh, unfortunately, it ends soon. You know, um, yeah. we always feel like you know this is something that should be ongoing. It should be something that goes throughout the year. Um, you know, for all of us, um, you know, uh, people put themselves in danger all the time. Our veterans put themselves in danger all the time. You know, when we're having our worst day, you know, first responders show up. You know. Uh, and I've I've experienced that firsthand myself. So you know, um, it's the least I can do. Yeah, especially you know, like she's especially with what happened to you this year. I mean, like that's some pretty fucked up shit. You know what went down, like in Florida <laughs> stuff. Like you know, like at least you had the cops and you had the ambulance there to take care of you. Shit, but like you know, it's pretty. Well, how are you doing after that whole ordeal? By the way, um, it's, 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 it's pretty fucked, strange. right? We we can say it's it, pretty it fucked. Is. Yeah, if I, when I hear footsteps behind me, I, I use I use shop windows like a, a, a like a rearview mirror these days just to check out who's behind me. And I, so there there is stuff. It did bring stuff up. Um, yeah. But um, you know, I'm I'm trying to work through it the best I can, and um, you know, I'm I'm just looking forward to being home and and continuing to you know to work through it. Yeah. And I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, it's kind of like PTSD, right? You're going to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. And, and on top of it, you're benefiting veterans and first responders. I mean, the, the stuff that they have to deal with and con- the stuff that they've seen over the years, I can only imagine, you know. Well, me too. And uh, and I, I think that's one of the reasons, you know, all these all these things that happen to, to, to every one of us, you know, I, I, I just think it's a it's a reminder of uh, of what our brave men and women go through on a on a daily basis. I mean, for us, it's it's pretty it's pretty random. For them, it's a it's a it's a conscious decision, you know, to put themselves in danger. So, fair play, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, Raven Drum Foundation, they got some incredible. You got some incredible items this time around from legends. I mean, like Gina Shock from the Go Go's. He, uh, Tommy Lee's donated some great stuff. You know, signed drum heads. Uh, Nikki Six donated a whole bass, which is pretty amazing. Taylor Swift even donating a guitar. I mean, like, was it difficult to get these people to get involved with the foundation, or were they like, yes, absolutely, get count me in? Um, no hesitation, um, because they they see the value. They see they see how uh, this really really does help. Um, 
And uh, the list just goes on. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. You know, I, I, I was just telling you, I, I was just about to post on, uh, on social media and just, you know, just tell people how, how blessed I feel, you know, having the support of all these incredible people. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, really. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned a few of them. You know, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, Stuart Copeland, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, Matt Sorum, Cheryl Crow, Todd Tushman, John Bon Jovi, Zach Hansen, um, my wife, Lauren Monroe, Fred Armisen, Steve Gadd, Rick Springfield, Jules, uh, uh, um, Jules Rodino, uh, Neil Peart, uh, Alvin Taylor, Buddy, uh, Buddy Rich, James Gadson, Peter Chris, Barry Gibb, um, Denny Sewell. Uh, Dwayne Trucks, Gina Shock, uh, May Pang, John Lum, Devin Allman, and Donovan uh, Frankenreiter. I mean, and 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 there's more. I mean, it, you know, people just keep jumping on board. You know, um, as as we're as we're really coming to a close. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing and a very impressive list of people. Uh, that that we that we've managed to uh, you know to get on board, and I was going to say it's a pretty eclectic mix too. I mean, you go from you know Tommy Lee to Taylor Swift. It's like you got rock, you got country, you got pop from Cheryl Crow. Like everybody's kind of in there. It's 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 really cool to see. It's not just you know a bunch of rock stars donating some stuff. It's it it crosses genres. It's it's like a crossover thing, which is amazing. Well, you know, as a musician, I, I don't really see genres. You know, we all use the same chords. We just, you know, some are slightly more distorted than others. But, uh, you know, generally as a musician, you know, I uh, I, I, I love all music. Um, you know, um, I think it was quite by accident that I got into rock music. Um, I think rock music kind of chose me. Because, you know, I first when I first started, I was listening to like Glenn Miller. You know what I mean? So uh, wow. who knows? Yeah. Damn. Okay. So the auctions ends on November 11th, which is just in time for a Veterans Day, of course. Um, you can go to all your socials and everything's up there. You want to go check it out. But there's a lot of amazing stuff on here. And quite frankly, like the money's going to be going to such a great cause as well. So, you know, why not get involved with this? Right. Yeah, I think I think so too. And then uh, today, I just got word. Let let me just have a look. Uh, the signed guitars from Nikki Six, Shell Crow, Sticks, and John Bajo, Rick Springfield, Taylor Swift. Um, oh, and uh, Zach is amazing. A personal song written and produced and recorded by him. Uh, yeah, which you know for the recipient. And then uh, Nikki said he'll send a personal note to anyone who buys the stage-worn scarf and book package. And then Rick Springfield just came on board as well. Um, uh, Rick Springfield's guitar also comes with a, a VIP meet and greet. And then we've got Liberty DeVito that used to play with uh, Billy Joel. Yeah. He donated a gold record that was actually given to him by Billy Joel. And then uh, the other one that's really important is music, uh, musicians on call donated a custom hand-drawn Dave Matthews guitar, and 100% of those proceeds will enable Raven Drum to support musicians on call's bedside music program for VA hospitals around the country. That's awesome. That's just incredible. I mean, what more do you want right there? 
No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't have asked for, for anything more, but I know that this is just going to grow, you know, is one of those things. Um, now it's getting to this point. Everybody wants to be involved, which is awesome. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's just great for everybody to come together and for for our for the troops, for our vets, for our first responders. They're always there for us when we need them. It's time for us to, you know, put a helping hand in and, and support them. RavenDrumFoundation.org for you to get involved and get donating and bid on these incredible items you have until Saturday, which uh, this episode is going to be going up uh, tomorrow, Friday. So you got a day and a half to make sure you get up there the last minute to Get, you know what? Hey, that Nikki Six stage scarf and book—that's a good Christmas gift right there. Let's be honest here. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I, I'm kind of jealous. You know, a lot of these items I would I would love to see in my own home, but <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, it's all going to a fantastic cause, and that's the one thing I want people to know. This is you know, this is awesome. It it's uh, it's something very special. Um, there's one more. There's one more thing I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind to. Uh, I just need to go to. Um, yeah, I just need to go to Raven Drum Foundation mm-hmm. because uh, uh, here we go. Oh yeah, they're talking about Rick Springfield. Oh, okay. So the one thing. Oh, drummers dot dot com. Uh, that's that's where people need to go to uh, to to bid. That's that's a good place to start, and they can find all the links in ravendrumfoundation.org Also, so all the information is there. Right, that's amazing stuff. Um, you got a couple of dates left with Motley Crue on the stadium tour. How's how's the tour been going? Um, it's pretty tiring. I was talking to you about the jet lag. Uh, the jet lag's pretty. Is pretty. Uh, I mean, it's it's twenty past ten uh, a.m. right now. Uh, I mean, fortunately, I've got a great view looking out across at uh, you know uh, the uh, Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty challenging, you know, with, with with these kind of time differences. And then you've got to try putting on a show. Um, so it's been fantastic, and uh, Motley Crue are awesome. Um, they they've been incredibly uh, supportive uh, of all the things that uh, that I'm doing with uh, with Raven Drum, um, and this is just kind of the icing on the cake, you know. Um, you know, playing these shows with Motley, we've been out with them for 17 months. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's a good long tour, and we pretty much hit every, you know, every territory under the sun. Um, so uh, we're very blessed to uh, to have spent all this time with them, and we've gotten really close. The two bands have gotten really close, so uh, it's been it's been really really cool. And especially with you know the pandemic and everything, I mean, like, who would have thought that this tour would have even happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it got postponed like uh, two years in a row, I believe. Um, you know, at first it was like uh, summer break, but then it was like, oh, how long is this going to go on for? You know, so uh, it was a little daunting, uh, but I'm, I'm just glad that we were able to get out here and do it. And um, again, you know, uh, what a what a great. What a great band to be doing it with you, Dev Leopard and Martin Crew, 
is 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 really an awesome show. Yeah, well, look, I went down to the show in Syracuse back in, uh, I think it was like Labor Day weekend, and man, the stadium was packed. Everybody had an absolute blast. I mean, Alice Cooper opened the show. You guys you guys uh, headlined that night and just completely just blew everybody away. I mean, like, it seems like you guys are still having fun on stage, which is amazing. Um, I, 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 the gift is being able to play in front of an audience, you know, the, the exchange of energy that happens. You know, it's one thing being in a rehearsal room, you know, rehearsing these songs. But then when you play these songs in front of an audience, they take on a whole life of their own. Yeah. I mean, this, this the, you know, the, these songs, they, you know, the, they're the soundtrack of people's lives. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of firsts for people, you know, thinking back to, you know, back in the day when a lot of these songs were uh, released. You know, it, 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 it's really cool to see people having a, a, a really personal moment. You know, you see it on their faces. I can see it from the stage. And uh, it, it really it really is a gift. And especially, you know, going on stage and seeing 25, 30,000 people in a stadium. It's a lot better than going to a, a 200 cap club. <laughs> it does. It doesn't suck. <laughs> It's funny because, like, do you see? Do you think that that's the bit, like, at the point where the bands can say, you know what, we're not doing stadiums, we're not doing arenas anymore, we're doing clubs? Like, is is that when like Def Leppard sort of like like hangs it up, or is this going to keep going on no matter the venue size? We never talk about the last show. That's that's kind of the the the, the elephant in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 avoid that one, um, and you know what? We'll we'll just keep doing this as long as we possibly can, and. Be honest, you know the Rolling Stones. They keep raising the bar, you know, every single year, and I think they're going to be going out on tour again. So we've got nothing to complain about. Yeah, and look, as long as there's butts in those seats, I mean, why wouldn't you go? Right? And look, I, I mean, this is might be a weird question, but like, you know, there's, there's been a lot of controversy with Molly Crew and tapes and all this stuff. But like, do you think that controversy kind of like helped sell tickets because people want to see what's going on? Uh, <laughs> You know what? It, it, there's so many rumors go around, and you know, like 99% of it is just is is just bull. Um, and you know, I mean, I see those guys go on stage pretty much every night, and they work their asses off. And you know, that's all I can say, really. I I, I have no I have no clue about you know any of that. I ju- I just think. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's their personal stuff, and I think that's where it needs to stay, you know? It's nobody else's business what they do, yep. but, um, but they're an awesome band. That's all I can say. Absolutely. I've been seeing them every year till, you know, from the time I was like 12 years old up to the time they retired. And like, I mean, look, a lot of people bought tickets because they wanted to see for themselves. I mean, you can't just rely on, you know, the rock sites that like to talk trash and gossip and, you know, whatever you see on YouTube. You got to go for yourself and have fun. And it's it's about the show and the experience, right? Like, who cares? I think so. I think I think I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, I mean, a lot of people have of uh, accused Def Leppard of, uh, of, of of using soundtrack or whatever. But, you know, I hear the guys every single night in the dressing room uh, warming up uh, for hours sometimes. I know how much work goes into, you know, creating this show. 
Um, so, you know, I, I don't really pay much attention to what, you know, what people think or, you know, yeah. Or, or yeah, it's, 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 it's a bunch of hog. Um, I want to take you back to pyromania really quickly. Uh, just out of curiosity. I mean, like it's, it's been kind of well-documented in our last interview, we talked a little bit about it, how, you know, the Fairlight and the Sinclavia was like a big part of the, this recording process of that. So now the thing about the drums on those records, I mean, a lot of it was the programming. Like, you know, you you said it yourself, you know, you kind of just sat there and played the cymbals and stuff. But I'm just curious, like, how true is that? Like, no, I, uh, 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 some of it was programmed. And then I'd, I'd play a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the, well, actually all the cymbal parts and all the percussion parts and then do overdubs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're coming up with songs on the fly, when you when you when you're actually writing the songs during the recording process, it just made it easier. And, uh, you know, I, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin. You know, I, I do uh, I do a really good job, you know, playing drums. So uh, yeah. how whatever it takes to get the thing sounding great, you know. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, like, to come from you know high and dry and that bombastic, massive, you know, live drum sound, and then Mutt says, "Yeah, so we're gonna use the computer this time, Rick." <laughs> like, does that upset you, or are you kind of like, you know, why? Or no, not really. I, I, I mean, you know, if you were there at the time, you, you, you could maybe get a glimpse of, of, you know, why, you know, why we wanted these songs to sound a certain way. Um, you know, we wanted to cross over. We wanted, we wanted to, we wanted to be huge. We wanted to make this record or the record sound as, as, as good as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. Right. And then at that point, are you sitting there, you know, like, Oh, you don't, this is how the drum fill should go. Like, do you have any like creative, like expression in that? Like, are you allowed to say, Oh, because I, you have to go out on stage and, you know, replicate the sound. Right. So do you get to say, you know, do you get to arrange the drum fills and stuff like that? Or is it all just mutt like programming it? No, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was me sitting there with mutt and, yeah. you know, we'd come up with stuff and then certain songs lent themselves really well to, uh, uh, to live drums. And then other, other songs were just, you know, they, they, they just, uh, they need something different. They needed a different dimension. Yeah. And look, they kind of those records. I mean, they kind of re, just reinvented how drums sounded in a way. I mean, after Pyromania came out, everybody needed that kick and snare sound, right? Yeah, and that that's that's what tended to happen. Everybody wanted that, so um, it was kind of a trailblazer, you know. So we we it did it did what it was meant to do. Yeah. Did you have any say in that? You know, like how much reverb and gated, you know, verb and stuff like effects were on the on the drums? Like, did you say, oh, you know, the cannonball snare, we need that? Or were you kind of like, well, maybe if we dialed it back, like, did, did you have any say in your drum sound on those records? Of course. Yeah. yeah. We, we, you know, we'd feed those sounds back through studios and re-record them. Like every conceivable trick we could uh, we could come up with or experiment with that's you know that's that's what we did um yeah. that's really what that was all about nobody had really done it before so uh you know there was a, a a lot a lot went into that a lot of experimentation yeah 
And it's funny because I've, I've talked to Phil and Joe about, you know, those records. And I was like, did you have any say in your, like, your guitar tone? Like, if you didn't want to use the Rockman, like, would Mutt have let you use a Marshall? And he's like, no, but it sounded exactly how it was supposed to sound for that record and for those records. Like, it, you can't picture any other drum sound or any other guitar tone on those albums. It, it, they sound exactly how they're supposed to sound. Uh, that's true. And uh, I've said this before, you know, there's no such thing as a bad sound, just the right sound for the song, you know. So uh, and and we went into it like that, like uh, like this is something new. So let's try it. Yeah. And you know, that goes back to the old saying. It's like you got to play for the song, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, ravendrumfoundation.org do you want to go check it out and uh, of course uh, the auction happening now all the way up until Saturday so you got to get involved with this and uh, you, you know get involved with the uh, giving back to the vets and our first responders and everything uh, some incredible items up here as well I'm surprised that Def Leppard you guys didn't throw in like you know the crazy you know meet and greet you know fly on our jet with us like uh, <laughs> something crazy over the top like that no no I, I you know I, I was trying. I was trying to find the old uh, Union Jack shorts, but I, uh, I think my wife threw them out. Um, <laughs> which I, 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 I don't blame her. I, I wore them one time. We did a we did a, a, a Vegas sort of residency, and I wore them one night. And uh, after that particular show, I never saw them again. So I, I, I think she may have thrown them out. And those were the um, original ones. Those, they're the original ones. Yeah, wearing those things, it looked like 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I understand why. Maybe she was like, Rick, listen, it, it, it's 2020, whatever it was. It, it's time to get rid of these. No, no, she's like, you know what? Sir Isaac Newton was right, and I'm not talking about apples, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something. They're, they're just going to turn up at some point. I hope so. I hope so. I, I was hanging on to those shorts, you know, uh, but uh, I can't find them anywhere. Talk a little bit about gear. Um, Drum-wise and live setup for you, I mean, it's pretty much been the same rig for the last couple of years, you know, with the, with the electronic, with the toms and your cymbal setup. Is that sort of like your your go-to setup, like even at home? Like, and, and how did you come up with the current setup that your kit is on stage? Um... I have a very limited range of motion. Uh, I broke my right arm really badly uh, during my car accident. So really, I, I don't have much range of motion. So that really determines position of, you know, cymbals, uh, uh, drums, pedals. Um, I'm kind of stuck with the nuts and bolts of it. Um, the, thing, the thing that we... Uh, we keep updating is uh, is you know the sounds and software based um yeah a software based program um you know i started out with act guys uh, well i know i started out with you know a custom built rig and then simmons and then you know d drum and then akai and it went through all these different uh, different ways of storing the sounds and, and now it's all uh, computer-based, which is which is actually fantastic. But the nuts and bolts setup, the actual position of everything, that remains pretty much the same as as when I first, uh, you know, first came up with the idea for the kit. Right. 
Yeah, and it's like a lot of drummers, they tend to do, you know, like signature snares and like, you know, signature cymbals and stuff. Could we possibly see, you know, like a signature Rick Allen crash cymbal from Zildjian at some point or, you know, like a Yamaha snare? Or... Possibly, but but they come up with such fantastic uh, cymbals. You know, I started using some of the Constantinopoles at home and I love those. They've got a wonderful dark sound to them. Um so I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck on those for at home at the moment. Um, oh, and I picked up one of the Armand Zildjian uh, ride cymbals. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of st I'm stuck on uh, on cymbals that they already offer. Um, I mean, it would be an honor if they uh, if they wanted to uh, you know uh, help uh, or let me help them come up with something. But uh, but that that. Uh, that scenario hasn't uh, hasn't really come about yet. Yeah, or you do the Def Leppard drum sample pack where everybody can get the snare sounds and the kicks and stuff like that. That would be pretty. Cool. I don't want to. I don't want to give away all my sounds. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you charge I mean, a premium for that stuff. No, on. I. You know, uh, no, I'm, I'm sure people have lifted a bunch of them. You know, I'm sure there are, there's enough stuff out there, and you know. People can come up with their own stuff. You know what I mean? This took me years to, to come up with. So go make your own sounds. <laughs> Talk, talking about sounds, um, I'm just curious about this. I mean, after Hysteria, you do Adrenalize. Mutt's not really involved, but is, you know, executive produces. He kind of falls to the wayside, goes, works with Brian Adams, all this stuff. And you guys want to explore some different sounds. You guys do slang. And I was a huge fan of it, but it kind of, you know, bottoms out, you know, with the, with the media and some of the fan base. The general perception was that it wasn't that good. But you said you wanted to go back to the original sound with Euphoria. Like, how come you guys didn't try and bring Mutt back in to do a full record at some point? Um, I think we needed to go and go and explore things on our own. Mm -hmm. um, and, and slang was a classic example of that. You know, we set up in a in a house in southern Spain, and um, you know, there's a ton of marble. So set up an acoustic kit. Um, you know, did some samples, uh, put some foot pedals down on the ground, and uh, that was that was really exciting. I really I really enjoyed making that record, and um, it just got back to basics for us. It was le less uh, less polished. Uh, and I, I, I think I think it was. It, I mean, I hear from fans all the time that they love that record. You know, it's, yeah. it's a creeper. It's a creeper. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's got it's it's a great record. And uh, every time I listen to that record, I, I it's it's it really it's really satisfying. Yeah, and there's great songs in there. I mean, like it, it's the production. Like you said, it's a lot more raw, but it's also around that time in the mid '90s when. Production wasn't big. It was that Butch Vig, you know, Steve Albini kind of raw engineered sound. And it, it was kind of like with the times, I guess. You know, it was a lot cheaper to make records. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is that, I mean, like, you know, at the time it came out, I mean, it, just reading online, like some of the old reviews, I mean, like, you know, Mitch LaFon, who used to be co-host on the show, he told me when that record came out, he loved it, but it was getting panned by, you know, like all the big rock sites, you know, like, um, you know, like Brave Words and like even in some of the fans. But the funny thing about it is that you listen to, you look at Kiss and they talk about The Elder 
And at the time the record comes out, it was the best record we've ever done. We've always wanted to, but then 20 years later, they pretend it never happened. Whereas with Def Leppard and Slang, you guys almost doubled down on it and you put out two CDs like a couple of years ago with all the bonus stuff that didn't come out. So it's it's cool that you guys say, oh, yeah, you don't like this. Well, here's even more. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope, hope they'll hope they'll like the new version. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But you know what? We we can't pay we can't pay too much attention. You know, at the end of the day, we have to do things that we're fans of. We have to we have to come up with songs and ideas that we're fans of. Yeah, and and hope and hope that other people like them. Um, you know, so uh, you know, we we just we do what we do. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been working so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, I was just saying, it's like, you know, most bands, you know, they'll put out that one record that, you know, 20 years later, they try and pretend it never existed. But, you know, you guys never talk down on it. You've never talked negatively of it. You proudly wave the flag as it's part of the history. And you got to love that because it's one of your one of your music children at the end of the day. No, it's true. It's true. Um, so do your do your listeners, do they just listen or do they get to see you? Oh, they they watch as well. Oh, they do. Oh, I was I was going to try and get a view of uh, of the opera house for you guys, if yeah. you can if you yeah. can see it. This is a current uh, view. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, unfortunately, that. the the crew the yeah the cruise ship came in this morning, which was a bit of a uh, that was a little disappointing. It <laughs> covered up half of the uh, the the opera house. But uh, but it was great while it lasted. I, I had a fantastic view um, from when I got in yesterday uh, all the way up till uh, this morning when the cruise ship arrived. So yeah, are you a fan of opera? Um, I I mean I can I can I can you know I can I can listen to the, I you know I I like I said as a, as a musician you tend you tend to listen to. Uh, as many different things as you can. Yeah. And it's surprising where, you know, you can be inspired. That would be a uh, cool venue for Def Leppard to do like a to do like a one off show at, do like an album in its entirety or something, you know, Pyromania, 40th anniversary at the Sydney Opera House. Like, you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> well well, we just did the orchestral uh, album, uh, yeah. Drastic Symphonies, and that was fantastic working with the the London Philharmonic. You know, being in the same room as a full orchestra, man, that's an incredible experience. Something about strings and, uh, you know, how it, it just it just pulls out all those emotions. Um, that that was that was really special to be able to do that and listen to these songs in that form. And it's also amazing how well the, the music translated into a classical arrangement because I, I really feel like you listen to songs on hysteria. I mean, those guitars that Steve and Phil were doing truly were orchestrated guitar parts. Like you can chart those and that that is a symphony of guitars right there on, on that record. It, it really is. And I, I think that was the idea was to, was to highlight that and really bring that out with the strings, uh, the complexity of, uh, you know, of the music. Um, so uh, we, we were really proud of it. Do you see yourselves maybe like doing more songs off Euphoria and slang like in the future, you know, instead of promises and you do like goodbye or where does love go when it dies? Like, like B, C, D side cuts like that. 
Well, we've got, you know, 40-year anniversary of, uh, of Pyromania. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the next tour is probably going to be quite different. Um, and we've already been discussing that. Um, you know, but there's only so much music you can get into 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Well, it sounds like another residency to me. Going back to Vegas or what? Um, that's always open. That's always open to us. And that's always fun for us to do, you know, to, to, you know, to, to experience the super fans. And it's great because we can push out a little bit and play songs that we wouldn't normally play. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's always, uh, that's always something that's, you know, you can pretty much bank on, we're going to do another resident residency at some point. What are some of the songs that you don't play anymore that you'd like to see back in the set? Oh man! Oh god! Die Hard, The Hunter. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to play again. But we uh, we we played that on the last uh, uh, residency, and that was that would that was fun. It's nice digging into some of those old songs for me because you know a lot of the a lot of those songs. It was you know when I had uh, when I had two arms, so. It's challenging, you know, to come up with versions that are convincing using one arm. Uh, but right. uh, but it, it, it keeps things fresh. It keeps things fun for me. And talking about the 40th anniversary of Pyromania, do you see like a like a brand new box set coming out to celebrate the anniversary? You know, like like demos, unreleased stuff. Like, do you guys still have stuff in the vault that we haven't heard yet? Uh, there is. And we keep uncovering new stuff all the time. Um for instance, our first record, we thought we thought that the tapes had been destroyed, uh, but uh, it, it turns out that they they exist. So we were able to pull, you know, some some versions and some songs that have never been heard uh, from those tapes, which is which is fantastic. So yes, there's a, there's always a, there's always room for another box set. <laughs> yeah and it, there's like endless possibilities I mean, in, in the last recent years there's been a lot of like isolated tracks that have leaked on youtube and stuff and like you know just like the, the isolated backing vocal track like it had like like 30 some thousand views on it and i'm like that would be a cool bonus track to put on like on a box set you know just have like a five minute montage of some of the the highlights of big backing vocals from the record that's very niche and like fanly but i think it'd be kind of cool yeah i mean it doesn't appeal to everybody but if if it's part of if it's part of a collection, then I see the appeal. Yeah, that would be like the the fifth LP in the box that just just the backing vocal tracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so so, so I, I need to, I need to I need to uh, I need to take off. I uh, I've got yep. I've got other uh, commitments, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to uh, make anybody unhappy. Yeah, no um, worries. Uh, you've been very generous with your time. Uh, look, make sure you go to RavenDrumFoundation.org. Go and donate to this incredible auction and give back to our troops and our vets and our first responders and uh, just all that good stuff. It's always great to chat with you, Rick. We'll uh, see you Fantastic. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's nice to talk to you, and uh, let's, uh, let's talk again when I get back to the States. Yeah, absolutely. So tour next year. We got more tour dates from Def Leppard. Um, uh, we're, we're talking about it, but there's not, nothing, nothing really carved in stone yet. Okay. Nice. Well, good to know. Well, I, it's going to be very strange if there's a summer without Def Leppard on the road. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's very nice of you to say. 
an all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream.